Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone, and Merry Christmas. This is Stuart Crawford in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. This is Small Business IT Radio. Uh, radio show designed for the small business IT professional, the Microsoft Small Business Specialist, anybody that services the small business community, takes care of technology challenges, things like that. This show is for you. We are on the air on blogtalkradio.com every Friday at 10 o'clock Mountain Time, noon Eastern Time, and that's also 9 a.m. on the West Coast. Our show, again, is for IT professionals, and we talk about the business pains and the business processes and those struggles we have keeping our businesses running and servicing the market that we love, the small business market. We have a kind of a twist on our show today. We uh, are going to talk a little bit about social networking uh, and really focus on Facebook, and I'm sure a lot of you IT pros out there are, are just kind of rolling your eyes right now and, and thinking about Facebook from, you know, how do we block this? The clients are complaining about people wasting all their time on it. We're going to take to Facebook today and put a little bit of a twist on it and talk about the advantages of using Facebook in a business, how we can build our network, how can we use this great social networking tool that's out there uh, for, for the good and make and benefit for our business, and how can we talk to our clients about the benefits that Facebook can bring and what resources are out there for Facebook uh, to uh, you know add some benefit to our clients. So I'm joined today by Marie Smith, and Marie uh, runs a, a website called uh, Facebook Fortunes, and uh, she and I met uh, on Facebook of all places. I got introduced to a friend of mine here in Calgary, and uh, introduced me to Marie, and we got we got chatting back and forth. Now, the little I know about her, and we'll learn more about her in a few minutes here. She is a self-confessed serial entrepreneur, so she loves to be an entrepreneur. She's been very active online since uh, the late '90s. Built multiple websites blogs, email lists, authored e-books, created e-courses. She's trained a web and email copywriter. Uh, She's helped her clients take their books to number one on Amazon. And Marie will talk about that later today because I actually got my book listed on Amazon finally. And, you know, along with all these great Internet marketing talents that she has, her passion is in the world of relationships, uh, both professional and on the personal side. And even my... A couple weeks of interacting with her, I, I definitely see that. So Marie joins us today on the line from San Diego, where she's uh, traveling around, uh, visiting places, and I think that's her home base as well. So good morning, Marie. Welcome uh, to the show this uh, early morning for you guys on the West Coast. Oh, thank you, Stuart. My pleasure to be here. Oh, nine, nine o'clock in the morning is not too bad. <laughs> well, that's a lovely good. sunny that's morning. Good. That's good. So let's just jump in. Uh, for those people who are not familiar with who you are, you, we, in our pre-show chat, I found out that you're originally from the Kootenays, which is not too far from Calgary in, in British Columbia, and from Edinburgh, Scotland, which is not too far from where I was born in Glasgow. But for the people listening, uh, introduce Marie to, to us, and, you know, and we gave a little bit of an intro there, but can we go in a little deeper about who you are? Oh, sure, sure, yes. Well, just to to confirm the Scottish-Canadian connection, I am 100% Scottish. My parents are both from Scotland, and they met and married in in Canada. And then I was born over on the East Coast, a place called Pickering here in Ontario. And then the folks moved over to the Kootenays in BC. And and then in 78, went across to back to Scotland with my dad and, and my four sisters. And 
and that was quite. And so there was there for 20 years in San Diego in '99, and just for basically for a vacation for 30 day. I had a 30 day ticket, and and I knew it was one of those defining moments in in life. I was not going to to go back, and 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 indeed, I met my husband and been here ever since. That's and great. Uh, great. yeah, yeah, it's just. It's a, it's a really a, a terrific story. I, I love to, to share my journey. And so, really, I was pretty much an employee the whole time I was, was in Scotland. I, I worked at various different jobs as a legal secretary. I was in sales, software sales. And then I really got into the computer and personal development and seminars. And ever since I've come to California in 99, I have been an entrepreneur. And I really just love it and started my own business in coaching and consulting and really got into the internet as I say and then what we'll be talking about today with say uh, I've been on since since July 07 uh, time of this recording six months finally found a way to marry my two favorite worlds which is the world of relationships and the world of of the internet and internet marketing in particular well, that's a great story. I mean, that's and I, you know, I think you and I are kind of on similar paths because I've uh, my my parents are my my father's from Scotland, my mother's from North uh, Eastern England, and uh, I was born in Scotland. I moved to uh, the east and grew up in Niagara Falls, Ontario, where I came out to Calgary. And maybe if we're on the same path, I'll be living in in the states somewhere for in the next little while. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, that's, uh, I'm also about relationships. That's how I built my business, and and my passion is to help entrepreneurs and. Uh, business owners with uh, getting the right technology for their business and I just uh, I put that on my own personal blog site so and we're definitely uh, kind of in the same type of in- lines of interest here so let's just touch right in the Facebook here because we you know we're we are talking to uh, the show's target is a small business IT group is uh, you know what are some of the the myths out there cuz we I mean I get requests all the time from my clients about you know I got to block this and my 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 staff or are abusing it. They're, you know, not doing their work. That you could say the same story for even a telephone or any other type of technologies out there, or, or even, hey, even the water cooler you can use that uh, excuse for. But Marie, when your travels there, what have you, uh, what have you run across with Facebook, and you know, how do you come, up, come how do you work around those uh, challenges? Well, first of all, it's interesting you mentioned the water cooler because essentially Facebook is the new water cooler. <laughs> it's, it's the place to hang out and chat and you know socialize, and, but from both a personal and a professional perspective. And I think that companies that are banning its use in business hours, uh, actually that's one great way to get it to be used even more because with mobile technology, if it's if there's a firewall blocking it on the main network, I'll guarantee that there's a, certainly the younger generation are just jumping on when they can with their mobile devices. And so I think it's really important, certainly for small companies, large companies alike actually and in, in, in solopreneurs as all of them I talk to and to really understand the, the possible uses or the potential that Facebook has for their business and then to maybe put some structure around how to use it like I know that there's one uh, organization I was reading about recently that they, they call it Facebook Fridays and so they allow their staff to use Facebook um, as, as much as they like on, on Fridays and so then I think that's a great compromise or a great resolution in order 
to encourage use and have the staff go on there. Now, here's the thing. You have to be willing to be transparent, and it's not a fit. I do interview a lot of Facebook experts myself as well, and I, I hear this as a theme throughout, that, that Facebook is not for everybody. That really is a caveat we have to put in place right up front. If you have a business where you have to be super, super confidential and not be revealing much at all to the public, then it's probably social networking isn't the best place for you. But I believe that most businesses can find a way to, to utilize this platform to really reach out and expand their potential network, clients, paying clients, joint venture partners, you name it. Um, so hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, it does. And I like what you said about the younger generation. They'll find ways around it. I mean, I run Facebook mobile on my BlackBerry, and when I'm not in, sitting in front of my laptop, and as another way to communicate using it. So it's a, it's a wonderful tool, and you're right. If you block it on the computers that are in the firewall, the younger generation is just going to find other ways around it to, uh, to still use it. And what I also see is, too, if you are too... Uh, sticky about uh, preventing its use, and I like that idea about the Facebook Fridays. That's a wonderful idea. Is you uh, you run the risk of having those younger the younger generation leave your business because to them it's all about social networking. They grew up with instant messages. They grew up with texting uh, with all their friends on on the phones. And I mean, I think uh, here in Canada, at least anyway, texting is not really that big. It's starting to gain some momentum. But if you go to Europe or if you in, in parts of the U.S., so that's, all, that's all the younger generation. They don't even pick up the phone and call each other anymore. They're using social networking tools like Link, uh, like Facebook uh, and uh, texting to, uh, to communicate. But, you know, that's on the social side. It's all great. From the business side, Mari, what's, uh, do you, you know, can we use it in business, maybe like in a marketing role? And if so, how can we use it to market our business? Oh, absolutely. That's a huge question. I'll try to give you some, some nuggets. First thing that comes to mind is if we think about some really large companies, I mean, we have tar the Targets and Walmarts and whatnot are, are on Facebook using it. Nike. Nike goes in there and they start to have a conversation directly with their consumers. I mean, directly with the people who are Nike fans or are going to be buying their shoes anyway. And then they start to get these people to help them to design shoes. And that is really where social networking is going with marketing. So think about that in terms of whoever you are listening to this radio show, the solopreneur, a small business owner, a huge company, an employee, the, the really the potential is, is unlimited. The idea is to get in conversation with your marketplace. And I'll guarantee that the conversation is already happening and it's a matter of going out into Facebook Finding those conversations and then joining them, that's the beauty, for example, of groups. If one of the, the popular features on Facebook is the ability to search and join a group. And if you cannot find a group that's relevant to your topic of interest or your niche or your business focus, is to go and start one. Start one of your own and invite people to join it. But that's essentially what it is, Stuart, is that the, the whole difference between Web 1.0, where it's really it's flat, there's no, there's no communication, two-way communication, and Web 2.0 is it's conversational. It's, it's two-way. You can in, invite the consumers to co-create your future products with you, find out what their, their problems are, and then go and create the solutions. Well, that's what I did with, even with my book that's listed on Amazon. Is uh, I already have two reviews of my book up there, 
and that's the whole Web 2.0 experience. And I interviewed, I don't know if you know uh, Jake McKee. He's out of Dallas, but he's done some work with Lego in San Diego. And I had a first experience with Jake uh, back in May. We were at a conference in Salt Lake City. And he's a big Web 2.0 uh, uh, leader. He le- does a lot of talking. And he actually got Lego involved with their Web 2.0 strategies. And uh, I had him on the show back in eight, August time frame. And that's what we talked about. Is the, this whole Web 2.0 thing is uh, that's just the way businesses are going to be run. It's going to be put the product up there and invite and solicit uh, feedback. And Facebook is just another a way of getting that. And uh, that's what I talk about in my course that I run locally here is the uh, ability to have uh, uh, immediate uh, and uh, two-way conversations with a, mar- a potential marketplace that you haven't even had any exposure into. So that's great. And uh, there's all kinds of different tools out there on Facebook that we can use to uh, make these things happen. So what are some of the resources out there, Mari, that you see that a business could take advantage of? I think you talked about uh, groups, but there's so much more, is there not? Yes, there is. There's a new, relatively new feature called Facebook Pages, and then there's most definitely ads. And, in fact, if you go to any page in Facebook, the navigation is always the same. I I tell this to all my students, but across the top, the left, and the bottom, you'll always find the same navigation. So down at the bottom there, there's a word hyperlink that says businesses. And that takes you to, I believe there's about six or or maybe eight different uh, solutions for businesses, including these ads. But I want to talk about pages first. And they are different from a group. And they have different functions, but they're they're similar to a personal profile. So the terms of use is that you have to use your own name, your own first and last name, in order to have a Facebook profile. Now, what if you want to have a profile for your business? Well, that's where Facebook Pages comes in. And actually, I have to say, Stuart, that the jury's still out. Certainly for me, I I don't see these pages being super effective yet. Now that's the beauty of Facebook is that they just throw things out there and they do it a lot, you know, by trial and error. And um, they they had that beacon system where they have all their partners and it sends a little story out to the friends' feeds. Oh, so and so just bought a T-shirt, or so your you know your friend just bought some tickets. You're probably familiar with all that. Yeah, so they had yeah, to make sure. a few correct a few corrections there. But with the pages, now the the great thing about pages is that you can go along and become a fan. And that's the idea is to build up your fan base. And when we say fan, they're just people that that might be your potential clients, people that just enjoy your conversation, your business, product, services. And anytime you put any stories, that be videos or photos or links that you post or or anything on the the wall or the discussion board that pushes the information out to your fan base, to your members, versus a group. A group is is kind of quiet. I mean, you have to go in there, any members or the group owner themselves have to go in and proactively join in the discussion and and remember to go in and and look at the group activity. That's really what I see personally as the, the two biggest differences between the groups versus the pages is the ability to push that information out and the fact that people don't have to remember to go back to, to participate. So would the fans be similar to, as, as like something like your, your friends list? Is that the, are we on the same wavelength here with that? Well, they're more like the group members. But, yeah, they would, be, they would probably be on your friends list too. 
Okay. Um, you know, one, one example, if I can give an example here, is that somebody I follow closely, a gentleman by the name of Jeremiah Aoyang, and he is a web strategist. He works for Forrester Research as a senior analyst. I've, I've interviewed him, and I, do, I saw him speak a couple weeks ago in Seattle at a Facebook conference. And so, for example, he has a very active blog, posts pretty much every day, a lot of comments, and then he has a very active group, and then he also started a page. And so the fact is that people are, he really has quite a following, and people are willing to go and join the group and join the page and, and participate in discussions about, he's really leading edge with his conversations about web strategies, especially using the web 2.0 and social media. Okay, so, so it's and really we, we, I'm sure we could just find him on Facebook, right? Yeah, yeah, just do a search for web strategy and you'll see his group and his page come up. Great. So how does somebody set up a, like this new Facebook pages is really intriguing because I, I've never seen it before. Is it something easy we can find? Because that's one of the things I always find out about Facebook. Is there's, there's all kinds of great applications there that we can use for business, but they're hard to find. Yeah, yeah. agree. You go to the bottom, once you've logged into Facebook, you go to the very bottom, there's some links down there, and there's one that says businesses. When you click on businesses, that takes you to the different solutions, including pages. So then you click on the link for Facebook pages, and it's essentially pretty much the same as setting up a profile when you first joined Facebook. And here's the other cool part, is that you can add applications to your business page. And so there's some things, for example, if you write a blog, then you would want to, to pull in with, with blog friends or blog blog or some of the different applications that, that pull your blog feed in. If you do a, direct, a WordPress, there's an application for WordPress directly, and you pull your feed into your blog feed into your business page, your Facebook page. Um, and then the other thing is to, to really just look to see other people's pages and see what they're doing and what's you know what's effective because there are some big companies. You know, I think is it Fast Company, the, the magazine, they have a fan page or a, a Facebook page. And so I would say, if you're here's the thing for yourself, Stuart, any of your listeners, if you're in business for yourself, most definitely go and set up a Facebook page, and and best you can promote it, get people to come over. The other cool part is that you can then, there's no limit to the size. As you probably know, you can only have 5,000 friends of, on a personal profile. There's no limit, to my knowledge, on a page or a group, but there is a limit to how many people you could message in your group. I believe it's once you get over about 1,200 in a Facebook group. Facebook doesn't allow you to, to send group messages, but with a page, you can send out through the feeds message everybody and, and you can grow it pretty substantially. So how do, how does, how do I find the Facebook uh, pages? Is it just something I could just search on on the, uh, the left-hand side in the search box? Oh, the existing ones? Yeah, exactly. Now, here's, I love the search feature. People say the search feature is kind of cumbersome. I'm saying people like developers and really advanced users find the search feature a little cumbersome. I think for now, you know, Facebook's still really, in my opinion, very much in its infancy. As you know, it was really started just for the college market, and it's pretty new to the public, only about a year or so. And so when, whenever you key into that search box at the top left, it's always there on every page, same search feature, that pulls up your search results come up in different tabs, and it will find people, 
and groups and applications and events. I believe it does events and then pages, and that's a fairly new one. It really has only been out, I think, less than a month, actually, Stuart, the pages feature. So you will see one of the tabs, if there is a page that comes up with whatever search term you key in, it will be under the tab that says pages. And there is an application I do recommend you install, and you can install it on your personal profile, and it's called Top Pages, T-O-P, Top Pages. And I like that application because for me it gave me an immediate chance to see that actually it's almost like an index of existing pages because so far I haven't really found an effect of index that Facebook themselves have created. So you, you might try that. Okay. I mean, there's a ton of different applications that we can we could throw onto our uh, profile, and I like the pages. And I'm gonna uh, even dig into that a little bit more myself. Maybe set one up, uh, set a few of them up here in the next little while. Something to do over the over the over the Christmas break, I guess, is a good, a good way to put it. <laughs> but you know, a right. lot of um, a lot of times I've talked to entrepreneurs and small business owners that, you know, they tell me, you know, Stuart, I like Facebook, I like the idea, but it's really not for business. Uh, I like to use LinkedIn uh, for business because it's more per- or it's more professional focused. Now, how does differ? How does Facebook differ from those other uh, applications or web services like MySpace or LinkedIn? Well, you know, this is a great question because I can immediately understand why people would say I prefer to use LinkedIn for professional purposes. And I, I just really don't get how Facebook can be used because for, for business purposes. Because there is an enormous amount on Facebook of what I call visual noise. And the visual noise is people poking you. There's this little feature called poke. And essentially, if you think of like a dating site, it would be like wink, you know, so-and-so just winked at you. (laughs) Actually, I think wink would be kind of more friendly than a poke. I I have this zero tolerance policy on poking. I do not accept pokes, and I always just hit the remove button. I don't like to poke other people. And I may as well just send them a message and say hello, you know. Um, but the visual noise is really all of the different frivolous applications and the invitations to install those applications. I have no interest in throwing sheep at my friends or playing games or just doing all of the different activities that that do take up an enormous amount of time with zero productive results at the end of the day. So that's the big key difference right there. With LinkedIn, it's pretty quiet. I mean, there's there's a mature audience over there being, you know, conducting themselves professionally. Facebook, same thing. You just have to be willing to ignore about 95% of the noise and just hit that ignore button, hit that delete button. There are settings, and it's one of the things I teach a lot about in my class, is to adjust your settings such that you can tone down a lot of that noise that you are not actually having a lot of those notifications come through. You can, if you start to get too many application requests from from different friends, you can you can actually block the application. And in fact, when I've been building my friends list here, what I've been doing is if I see too many frivolous for application requests coming through from someone I really do not know at all, I, I will actually remove them as a friend because I, I, it's just not not how I want to to utilize Facebook. I, I want to keep it clean and, and professional and business only. Yes, that, I mean, I'm, I, I kind of do the same thing as you as well, is that uh, I got my kids on there. They're sending me all this stuff because kids, that's what kids do. They're teenagers. But, you know, I just kind of ignore those ones. But, yeah, anything that 
uh, I took the pokes off because it just it can get bombarded every day with poke messages and and I actually I've also disabled my wall because I just don't need to have all that extra uh, garbage or I wouldn't say garbage but maybe noise is a good way to put it up on my own page and and uh, I can't con- if I can't control what people are going to post up on my profile maybe I don't want to put that up there it's just again kind of the, kind of the professionalism uh, side of it so Murray in your in your opinion, what would you recommend for somebody setting up a pay, uh, Facebook profile? What are some of the do's and don'ts? Because uh, you know, we are business, so we want to keep it sort of professional. But what are some of the do's and don'ts that you would recommend to your people that are taking your class? Well, the do's, initially, for sure, you want to put up as much information as you care to reveal to your potential friends and community. Now, the whole purpose of Facebook is to chart or graph Keep in touch with those people you know already. But obviously the the next layer to that is we can expand our reach out into people we do not know. So first put up as much information under your, it's right, the little button or the link that says edit right next to the, to the profile link up at the top. And go ahead and to edit and add in as much personal information about your background, where you, just things about your interests, likes, dislikes, And bearing in mind that on Facebook or any social networking platform for that matter, it's always relationships first, business second. And when you reveal tidbits about yourself, it makes you real. It makes people be able to connect with you. Oh, look at that. Oh, he lives in Calgary or he grew up in Scotland or, you know, he has a couple teenage kids. Oh, so do I. Or, you know, there's just different ways to relate to someone or to, to create a bridge, as I call it. And so then next would be to install some of the more, shall I call them, cleaner applications or more business-oriented applications. One way you can do that is to find people who you admire or maybe you, you know them personally but who are who already been on Facebook for a little while and have some degree of success and check out what applications they have because it's real easy to install them from someone else's page. You can just, you just, there's usually an add button or you just click on the link for the application itself. For instance, one that I like, Stuart, is called Introduce Me. And that's a real simple application where if I come across a couple people that I think that would make a good connection, a good business connection, I just click the little Introduce Me application link and I put a little note in there, and with the click of a button, these two people have been form- formally introduced by me. So I like that one. There's all kinds of ones. I mean, if you lead conference calls, there's a free conference call application, which is, which is pretty good, developed by a Canadian team. Yay, Canada. <laughs> and okay, so then from there, now, first, once you've got the page built, your personal profile page built, then go and invite everybody you know already. And Facebook does, has it pretty easy. You can upload your existing address book, and they will very quickly tell you, oh, you, you know, 20% of your friends are already on Facebook, and so we've sent them invitations through Facebook. Otherwise, they'll get a direct email. Then from there, you want to go and start building out your friends with people you don't necessarily know. And I found one of the best places to gather new friends, quote-unquote, really more like contacts or acquaintances, is through groups because people who are actively participating in groups of certain interests that you also enjoy are more likely to be a good contact for you. Well, because you have so a similar interest, right? Mm-hmm. 
That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, for example, one of the, you might be familiar with this book, is called The Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. Yeah. And I really love that book. Changed my life. Ended up selling my home and traveling around the country in a motorhome right now. So I think we were kind of going to do that anyway, but we definitely got some great ideas and, and inspiration and, and the impetus to go and do it sooner than later through Tim. And so what I did is I went and I found all the different Tim Ferriss fan groups and for our work week groups and, and friended a lot of people in there because I knew that we, we had a, a similar train of thought in, in, with that book. Yeah, it's a very it's a very good book. So I mean, it's a little plug for the book, and I haven't I have it in my queue that I have to read. I haven't actually physically read it yet, but we'll, we'll be getting that shortly uh, on there. So I notice I'm I'm just been looking around your profile right now, Marie, and you got a lot of stuff on there, and you got a lot of information. I highly recommend uh, go check out your profile. One thing I like about here is the my box. I really like that application, because you can put a little bit of advertising about what you do on there. Uh, is that the main purpose behind that one application? Well, I'm not sure. I mean, the main purpose is that it's HTML. So you, if you know how to do a little bit of HTML or, or if someone has, you know, like Dreamweaver front page, if you have a web design software, go ahead and you can create it. Actually, I'm telling lies here. They have a WYSIWYG. Well, I mean, you can do it that way, but they have a WYSIWYG. It's what you see is what you get editor right there in that application. So when you install it and then you go to create your own whatever you want, I mean, you can put anything in there, images, animate. Actually, I don't think you can put animations. I don't think you can put iframes. So there's a little bit of restriction there, but pretty much straight HTML, no problem at all. And that could include many Internet marketers I'm seeing do this, is include an opt-in box to subscribe to any kind of a download or free, whatever it is you might be offering, report or show or audio, you can put that right in there in that application. So people come to your profile page and, and, it, and it can work like an opt-in page. It wouldn't really be a squeeze page because a squeeze page, if you're familiar with that term, your listeners are, is really that's the only action they can take is to opt-in. But obviously on, your, on a Facebook profile page, there's, there's a lot of things going on. So I use it. To, I use it for now, just really to bring awareness to the class that I teach. And when they click through, it just goes to the sales page or the the page for that. It's free, so you know I actually get quite a few people signing up. This is result promoting it right there on that page. Yeah, that's right. And I actually have another application that I run on my my profile called Business Cards, where you actually put a copy of your business card up there, or something similar. Anyways, that can do a little bit of promotion of your business through a virtual business card that you put on your Facebook uh, profile. So have you used that one, Murray? Yes, I do have that one. I like that one a lot too. And another application for that or another use of that is when you are writing on someone's wall, you're posting on their wall, you can leave your business card as your signature, your signature file. Of course, we'll just keep spreading around the, uh, around the, uh, the Internet through Facebook. So, I mean, we got a, there's a lot of stuff here. I mean, we, we touched a little bit about events, a little bit about groups. Uh, I, you know, I'm a I'm new type of salesperson. I, I mean, I'm not 100% comfortable. Uh, I mean, unlike myself, I've created hundreds of groups on Facebook. Uh, what, are, what are some of the advantages of maybe uh, creating a group versus joining a group? Uh, I, I, can, I can speak of some of my benefits there because it, it gives me a little bit more exposure, sets me up as maybe the... Uh, the leader in that one uh, market 
uh, or uh, yeah, the leader of even setting up a small business group for for Canadian small businesses. What in your experience, though, how how have you used groups to benefit what you do day to day? Well, Facebook limits group membership to 200. You can only join 200. <laughs> That's quite an unwieldy number. There's a very interesting psychology or phenomenon that happens with groups. What people are tending to do, and this myself included, is to join groups that are more like a badge of saying to my people that come to my profile page, you know, this is something I support or something I believe in or an interest that, that, that I find fascinating or that I enjoy. The activity or actually going in and joining conversations on groups is very, very small. So it's easy to start a group and get it going, but to invite conversation and sustain that conversation is actually very, very challenging. So at first, certainly for people who are just coming onto Facebook, and especially for business people, when you when you're able to go and do the search for groups that are related to your your business in particular, but certainly your interests could be your personal interests, then you can go and start to join in conversations that are happening. And I look for lively groups. I look for active groups. And Facebook does give you that information when you go to the groups. You can click on, on the link over on the left for groups. It's one of the default apps or applications when you, when you first set up a profile. And you can see by the number of people who have joined lately, and it gives you like a little statistics on the latest activity in each group. So go and get active in groups that are already active. Now, I completely agree with you, Stuart, that if you are a thought leader or you want to be a thought leader in your industry, definitely start your own group. You probably want to do a search and see if there's anything that's perhaps identical to what you want to do. If not, then for sure start your own group. And one thing you can do with that, which I, I've done myself, is to invite some key leaders, some in, some power users on Facebook or influencers to be officers and give them a title. And that just gives them a little bit extra exposure and they're more likely to tell their friends about the group and whatnot and, and come back and participate. And... And that doesn't cost you anything at all. They do not have any privileges per se. You can also invite people to be your a group admin and they can help you with the running of the group if it gets a little out of control. And they do have they do have privileges. They can they can do all kinds of things behind the scenes. So you obviously want to appoint that with caution. The thing is that when groups get really big in numbers, I'm not sure what the threshold would be, but perhaps in, into the maybe 500 and more, that people will tend to post on the wall every kind of advertisement and solicitation and invitation to come and check out their websites. So <laughs> that's one caveat there. You might want to have someone or yourself to just always be going in there and, and, and just deleting them, just screening out all of the extraneous stuff in, in groups. So I mean, groups are great again. If you want, to, if you have a um, a product or a service that you want to promote, or you're you're a leader in a certain community, or uh, anything you want to have a, a a group of special a special interest group, you can uh, create a group on Facebook. And then what I use the groups for is also to promote events. So let's maybe just chat on some of the events here, Mari, for, for a quick second. And uh, you know, how do you use events uh, on Facebook to promote what you do in your business? Well, I like to use events for two purposes, and that is one is for promoting teleseminars, so that can go out to the global community, 
And the other is local, so that it's only advertised to or, or placed on the local network page. And the events pages are very dynamic because you can see who's been invited, who's coming. There's a discussion board there. You can continue the discussion on after the event's already taken place. People can ask questions and whatnot. So there, really, that, that's the two, two purposes I've found, both global and local events. And then, you know, as soon as you create an event page, it goes into the master database, and people could find it in a search. You can click the little share button. Your the invitees can click the share button, post it on their profile. In fact, you want to make you want to invite people to do that and, and tell them, you know, that especially for a conference call, for example, or a teleclass, if the you you have plenty of lines available, you want to really get that get it promoted quite a bit. So it's a great way to, to share the information about what you do either locally in your own network or globally across the whole Facebook network of uh, using events. So if you're hosting a teleconference or an on-site uh, seminar or an open house or you know, anything for your business, you can uh, use the use the events for for that purpose. You know, we talked. There's a lot of uh, right. a lot of things that we talked about here in the last 40 minutes. A lot of strategic type things, or maybe some of them even tactical. Um, you know, what's the? You know, I, I want to ask you what you know what you're doing with uh, a strategic, sorry, strategic business intent on Facebook. What are? You, how are you working with that? Okay, so one of the things I I did fairly soon was to start to interview people, such as we're doing today. Now, you actually have your own radio show, which is fabulous. So if anybody has a radio show, I'm sure you could find all kinds of, of great interviewees on Facebook. Now, for me, what I did is more have them podcast at ten, about 10, 7 to 10 minutes in length, short interviews with key players. Now, here's the beauty. One of the many things, I keep saying that, but I just, I'm not such a, such a fan of Facebook, as you obviously can tell. But I found that with Facebook, it's like, being a member of a an exclusive club, there's very little resistance to connecting. And I found that many of the people I'd admired for years, authors, speakers, trainers, gosh, even actors. I have Leonardo DiCaprio, one of my favorite actors, is, is one of my Facebook friends. And I was able to reach out and ask different people if they'd be willing to be interviewed for you know five to ten minutes about their experience of Facebook. And of course, most people, especially internet marketers, they know that a, an interview is a terrific way to gain additional exposure because that gets posted all over and especially through Facebook. Now, I want to give an example of uh, Matt Basak. He's one of, one of the very, very successful multi-multi-millionaire uh, internet marketers. And I got to interview him. We connected through Facebook, and he told me on the interview, point blank, he says, Mari, we would not be having this conversation if you had tried to reach me any other way. And I said, okay, great. So that's one strategic use is to build up my relationships with these key players. Now, I have a book coming out in January, and I am going to be approaching these key players for joint ventures. See, they have big databases, and we're going to be doing a big affiliate program and a big um, a bonus program. And really, the strategy, number one strategy, is to build out my friend list 
slowly and carefully and deliberately. That's a big caveat right there. You cannot build your Facebook friends too fast because Facebook will disable your account. So you have to be careful with that. And so I'm being real specific about who, who I'm friending and who I'm accepting and then reaching out to these key players and, and interviewing them in order to start to establish a relationship. So we'll look forward to your, your book in the, in the new year then. Yes, actually, that's a whole different topic. It's actually about creating, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, about creating professional resilience. And my chapter is about relationships, specifically uh, romantic relationships, couples, and and um, it's 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 very exciting. It's called upping the downside. And I think that the way that the economy is going right now, we really need to learn more about resilience. And so I'm excited about that. Yeah, it's a big project, and it's a multi-author. I'm one of the contributing authors. We'll look forward to uh, reading that in the new year. So uh, let's yeah. just, uh, you know, we got about 20 minutes left, and I, I failed to mention earlier in the show that we are open for live calls. So if you have a, a call you want to ask about uh, Facebook, the dial-in number is area code 646-716-8372. Feel free to uh, dial in at any time, and we'll see if we'll get you on the, on the program here in the next uh, 18 minutes that we have left. So I want to kind of just go through here any other kind of quick Facebook-type uh Things I've kind of, uh, you know, Marie, we talked about or we talked about uh, applications, and you know, we we went through a whole bunch of things. But what's on uh, what's on your plate with regards to applications? Any plans to develop your own? Oh, you know, when I went to this Facebook conference a couple of weeks ago in Seattle, we had uh, probably I think there was about 200 people there, and many of them were application developers. Some of the real key players and the, the best application developers. I heard through through the grapevine or the industry that it's very hard to find a good application developer. You know, somebody who's, who's who who does the job right and, and get it done, get it gets it done in, in a timely fashion. And the thing is that right now there are, I believe, about eleven thousand applications and. So from what I have seen personally, now I'm not familiar with all 11,000, obviously, but from what I've seen, there's just there's just so many of them are, in my opinion, just not something I personally want to be involved with because it just takes too much time, and they don't produce us a business result. It's possible, you know, what crosses my mind. I really love assessments, for example, personality assessments, and I know there's a couple applications that utilize the basics, the bare bones of personality assessments. And so that's, that's kind of in the back of my mind. At, at some point, if the, if the opportunity arises, I might, I might look at that. But it's certainly not, not a big plan right now. <laughs> and, um, okay, so that, I mean, that's, that's fair. I mean, there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of stuff out there. And, uh, but, you know, thinking a year down the road here, where do you see Facebook one year from now? Well, and I got this directly from Jeremiah Aoyang, that we mentioned him earlier, that he, for sure, I mean, he's an analyst. He's analyzing all this data all the time. And Facebook membership is most definitely going to eclipse MySpace. I mean, we're at 60 million. I forget what MySpace is right now, but but it's going to pass. It's probably about 100 million, I forget. But so Facebook, in, in terms of numbers of users, it is going to be, there's no question in my mind, it's going to be the largest social networking platform on the Internet. And I think we're going to start to see maybe more like segmentation, like people who want to use it for more personal 
private and personal family and close friends can comfortably do that without risking privacy or uh, solicitations from complete strangers, stuff like that. I mean, there's a way you can set your privacy settings fairly, fairly tight right now to almost do that. But then I think we're also going to see a move towards more business applications because the demand is there for it. I mean, all the big internet marketers are coming onto this platform now. You just do a search for them. And they're going to want to have better features like uh, actually a new feature I'd like to talk about because it just came out I think yesterday the day before is the friend list feature and so you can now group your friends into lists they're your own private list nobody gets to see them and then the name of the list is private too but you can then message the entire group up to uh, I believe it's 1500 you can have in any one group and that's a really great feature to be able to con contact. Like, for instance, one of my friends is uh, a, a comedian, and he wants to be able to, mess, to to group his friends into locations and let them know en masse, you know, when he's coming to their town to do a performance. So that's just a, one example of a use for, for the friends list. And, and, and it's a little... I mean, it, it works great, but there, it's a little cumbersome, and I think we're going to just see a lot of refinement of the already existing features. Oh my gosh, like the email. I can't wait until they improve the email with search and archive and folders and forward and blind copy and things like that, like a regular email application. <laughs> That's right. And you've got, it's, it's still in its infancy here, so it's only going to get better as the uh, as a service and, or the... Um the development of the of the program uh, gets uh, gets ramped up here. I think I think the last time I heard was there's 350 employees at Facebook now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, that so sounds right. They're seriously going at it. Yeah. It's not a uh, it's not a, a joke as a lot of other people that maybe not uh, not fans of Facebook would think that this is a fad and it's going to wear out. This is a legitimate business, and they're you know like any other business, they're in it to make money and they're providing a, and they're providing a valuable service. So that's what they're doing. So, Marie, in the last few minutes here, what words of advice could you give to an IT professional who's working with a client who's dead set against giving, you know, opening up Facebook for their employees? You know, what if you had to give them three things of words of advice? What would what would that be? No, oh, I don't know if I can narrow it to three, but for sure, if a, a person's an owner of such a company. They definitely should have a profile page. There's no harm in having a profile page because it's the only way you're going to get to, to go on there and play around with the features and find out more about it and get feel for, is this something that I could really use for my business? And then, like I say, just keep that in mind that it really isn't for everybody. But you, if you're willing to be transparent, then to a certain degree, obviously, and you see that uh, your potential clients are on there, then you might expand it out and encourage more use by your staff on such as a, a page, have a business page. You might even designate certain members of staff to manage that page, so it's their voice that, that's representing the company. And to really to, to grow the friends list and to grow the fan base of the page. Um, now, one thing we didn't touch on much at all is the advertising. That would be the third thing. So I'm going to say the three things, not really three words, but three three uh, pieces of advice. One is get your own personal profile and get started. 
to is uh, set up a page if you're in business and just uh, start installing applications, participating in groups and whatnot. And then three is check out the advertising features because this is the, probably the number one aspect that sets Facebook apart from anything else out there right now and is the ability to drill down extremely tightly to your demographics, psychographics, technographics as we can call them, and to say, you know, I want to target um, singles in San Diego, female, females between ages, you know, 29 and, and 39 in order to talk to them about a certain, you know, and look in their interests for a certain um, purse or something, I don't know, or, or, or designer because I've got a new product coming out, something like that. You can get that refined with the, the ads, and those little ads come up on the left-hand side. Yeah, that's what I mean. I see them all the time. They're very, you know, they're WestJet, which is one of the uh, regional, or not regional, it's an international airline now. They advertise on uh, on my Facebook page on the on the left hand side of the screen. They're targeted uh-huh. to uh, whatever criteria that I put in there, which is a great way. And you can and anybody any business can take advantage of that. Is that different yeah. from the marketplace? Uh, say the question again. Is that is that different from the Facebook Marketplace? Oh yes, yeah, yeah. The the you no know, Facebook Marketplace. I'm not hugely familiar with Stuart, but it is definitely different because Facebook Ads is where the user goes in. It's kind of like Google AdWords because you're paying. Actually, you put a certain budget in there, and then it and then it shows so many uh, impressions. Okay. Uh, one thing I found. Yeah, and so, in, in, but it will show only on those people's profiles who match the criteria that you have set up as the user, as the, as the purchaser of the advertising service. It's fairly affordable. I mean, I say it's comparable to Google AdWords. I dabbled with it a bit myself. I will be using it more in the new year, and um, it's it's, you know, it's a really terrific service. And the one caveat there, and I, they're going to improve it. Like I say, there's lots of refinements coming along, and. I didn't find the metrics too helpful. Like I couldn't really go in and find out how many click-throughs and you know make sure that it has the right impressions and all that. So that needs to be improved. Well, that's great. I mean, that's a good. I mean, that's another area of Facebook I, that I I knew about, but I wasn't 100 percent familiar. So I have to even dig into that myself for what I do here in Calgary with regards to uh, my Facebook stuff that I do. And uh, Mari, this is your time to uh, you know give a little plug for what you do. Somebody uh, downloaded this podcast or webcast and they you know they listen to it and they're intrigued about what you have to offer. What's the best way to find out more about what you do? Okay, well the simplest and easiest way is to go ahead and go to my class page or the information for my class, which is called Facebook Fortunes, and that's F O R T U N E S. Facebookfortunes.com. Sign up for the class; it's free. And you need to register, and it's real simple. And what I use for to teach the class is an application called PodClass, PodClass.com. And PodClass is also a Facebook application. I was very, very fortunate to be on the Alpha team since much earlier this year, and I was really honored to be able to create the information using that platform. And it is a place where people can, if you have any intellectual property whatsoever, any kind of knowledge, you can go and create your own class. You can also take classes. 
And so in the new year, I'm actually going to be teaching more classes on PodClass and also classes on how to use PodClass. But the thing is that what you can get in there on my class is access to all my different interviews and PDFs, a, a Q&A. I created a, a fairly meaty document. It kind of reads like a, a complete idiot's guide or a dummy's guide. I'm, I'm not a big fan of those titles, but I'm a big fan of the concept of taking something that's complex and, and just really making it simpler. You'll find that in there. You'll find a lot of how-to videos, screencasts that I've made, and just a lot of different features in Facebook and how to do them. So it's really a self-study course. And I do live calls as well, live teleseminars. We're going to be adding in a, a webinar feature as well into PodClass in the new year so people can um, I'll be able to do live webinars. But it's ongoing. When people come in, it's really a free lifetime access to whatever materials I have already developed and any future materials I develop. And I will be offering paid services as well, as well for those that want to take it to the next level. Actually, something I failed to mention earlier, Stuart, that I, I'd like to just to, to tell this, this quick tale because it's so powerful. One of my interviewees, the great multimillionaire internet marketer, Matt Basak, he told me that he uses Facebook to push personal information out to his community, such as pictures of his, his children, new, new baby boy and girl, and just, just different information about his personal life to, to make him more, more of a real person. And he goes on only about five minutes a day. He answers some emails, and he acknowledges people's birthdays because that's one really cool feature, as you saw in there, that Facebook always tells you when your, your friends' birthdays are coming up. Yep, and you know he yep. told, yeah, isn't that great? And he told me that he made a twelve thousand dollars sale recently as a result. Just as, all he did was acknowledge this guy's birthday, and he asked him directly, you know, wow, what made you purchase? And that's what the guy said. Well, you acknowledged my birthday, and it just made me feel really special. It's all about the relationships, right? That's where it all starts. Out. That's it. Yes. So it's, that's uh, right. Just and it's all. This is. I mean, to me, this is all another relationship tool that you can use to reach out and touch existing people that you know, meet new folks that are out there, set community areas of community interests out, and and special interest groups and uh, community pages, and have uh, invite people out to the things that you do. And it's a great. Uh, it's a great tool. It's a great social networking tool out there that for the right business-focused person can really take this and make their business explode, and uh, especially coming up in 2008 where it's all about, uh, I think I'm going to see, I think we're going to see a circle coming back to the relationship. I think that kind of went away for a little bit. I think it's starting to come back where the relationship means more than the price uh, of what you pay for a product these days. Murray, thank you very much for coming on our on our program today. It was, it was great to uh, finally get to talk to you in person. We've shot some emails back and forth. I wish you and your uh, your husband a very Merry Christmas uh, down there in the warmth of San Diego. And uh, I look forward to maybe getting you back on in the new year again uh, to uh, to go in a little bit more depth about Facebook because we really just scratched the surface here. There's so much we could talk about, but in a one-hour one program, there's a lot of content there to uh, to cover. So thank you very much for uh, for taking some time out of your day to do this for us. My pleasure. I really, really enjoyed our time, and, and I love what you're doing, Stuart, and I look forward to continuing our relationship. I, and so do I. So a very Merry Christmas to you. And uh, just to remind everybody who's listening, we will be back on the air on January the 4th. We're going to take next week off, you know, being the week between Christmas and New Year's. We're going to have Raymond Aaron on the program, 
And Raymond is the creator of the monthly mentor program. Uh, I'm on a member of Raymond's group, and Raymond's been one of those uh, influential mentors in my life to help me get through some of the obstacles and things that are, you know, stop me from really going after what I want. On January the 11th, we'll kind of be back into the technology swing of things. We're going to have uh, representatives from Dell on the program to talk about the new Dell Partner Program and their SMB strategy. And then the week after that, we'll have uh, another program uh, more on the business focus on uh, creating a, cultural account of, a culture of accountability in your business, and Larry Kesslin will be on uh, to talk about that. So we've got a great wealth of uh, programs coming up here every Friday at noon east, 9 a.m. on the West Coast at www.smallbusinessitradio.com. Uh, a very Merry Christmas to all our, our listeners. Uh, happy New Year. And I do welcome you to check out our website, smallbusinessitradio.com. Feel free to email me at Stuart, S-T-U-A-R-T, at StuartCrawford.com. And my phone number, if you want to give me a shout, 403-710-4357. Again, once again, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from us to you.